This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. This is the Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Right, great to have you. Thanks. Victor Avila at the bottom of the hour, just back from the uh, from the border. He's going to give us an update on what's happening on the border, including the fact that IEDs are being found at the border now, which makes no sense at all. He's just back from Del Rio. He's going to talk about what's happening there. We talk about the, the cartels cutting through border wall and nobody doing anything about it, just letting it happen, and then more people pile in. There's a, there's a hangar. Carrie, are we reporting anything on the hangar in San Antonio that allegedly has a bunch of illegals in it? No. Yeah, there's an independent journalist who went out there, and he took some video of this, and I guess the guy got arrested or something because he was allegedly on private property. I don't know all the details of the arrest, but... Allegedly, there's a hangar in San Antonio at the airport that has a bunch of illegal aliens in it and sort of a staging area mm. before they're flown wherever they want to go. So we, we talk about that as well um, in the interview as, as well. Bottom of the hour, make sure you stick around for that. It is the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you here. By the way, next hour, it's going to be um, Robert Sherman. He's a reporter with News Nation. He is in Tel Aviv, Israel. He's going give, to give us an update on what's going on over there and, uh, and a whole lot more. We've got uh, the Joe Pag Show coming your way on a Friday. Drinks. That is the Chocolate Voice. How you doing? All right. Polo making it happen. Sandman with the Plan Man. Let's go. I'll be your talk show host for the next hour. Friday. Friday. Thank you, Bob. Thank God it's. Thank God it is Friday. Indeed. Friday. Let's go. Thank God it's. Thank God it is Friday. A free to the speech Friday. Ah, freedom. Uh huh. Hey, bud. Bring it down. Whatever's on your mind, fair game. If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll move on. Apologies to Missy at the end of last hour. She called in about. The 50-year-old man in Canada swimming against girls. We are frankly out of time. I got as much in there as I could. But uh, Missy makes a good point, and the point is very simple. They're so worried about safe spaces for these 50-year-old men who are uh, going and taking spots that little girls should have or teenagers should have that they're not worried about a safe space for the girls, which makes me sick. I'm not going to talk any further about it other than to say this is wrong. The way to stop it is is to have the athletes say we're not going to compete unless it's fair, 
equal and we feel safe. I don't think Carrie's not asking a lot. I don't think so. No, kind of simple. So we just had uh, we just had the little guy Zelensky over here in the United States telling Congress, "Get your stuff your, your stuff straight. Knock off the arguing. Gonna need you guys to just quit it with your disagreements. Give me some money." If you don't give any money, then the blood of America is going to shed over in Europe and blah, 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 um, which, of course, isn't going to happen. Then you've got John Kirby from the administration alleging the same thing because they want us to believe that Russia is only doing this to Ukraine so it can now attack NATO, which would be the end of Russia. I mean, you, you don't attack NATO because then we're going to bring in the big guns and you're done. So it's just I don't believe them. I believe they're lying on purpose. Um, but that's sort of the way it went down. And what, what is my response when Zelensky wants more money from us? Can you think, I know you ignore a lot of what I say, Carrie, but what is my response when Zelensky says the United States should send me more money? Mm, I, I don't remember what your response was. Well, think about this. Ukraine is, you in don't like what, it. is in what continent? Um, Europe. So what do I always say? You're in Europe, so... Ask European countries yes. to do it. Europe should take care of you. Exactly right. So you're only half asleep oh, okay. when I talk about these things. So my, my point has always been Germany has a lot of money. The European Union has a lot of money. They should take care of Ukraine way before we do. And we can sort of be the backup plan. Hey, we got your back in case you guys can't help them stave off Russia. And then I see this story today. Yeah, oh, this is from the BBC. Summary of the night shift veto for the extra money to Ukraine. And Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban said after Thursday's talks in Brussels, EU leaders said Ukraine would not be left without support. Ukraine is critically dependent on EU and U.S. funding as it continues to fight occupying Russian forces. Mr. Orban announced his bloc shortly after the EU leaders decided to open membership talks with Ukraine and Moldova and to grant candidate status to Georgia. Hungary, which maintains close ties with Russia, has long opposed membership for Ukraine but did not veto that move. Mr. Orban left the negotiating room momentarily in what officials described as a pre-agreed and constructive manner, while the other 26 leaders went ahead with a vote. He told Hungarian State Radio on Friday he had fought for eight hours to stop his EU partners but could not convince them. Ukraine's path to EU membership would be a long process anyway, he said, and Parliament in Budapest could still stop it happening if it wanted to. Talks on the financial package ended in the early hours of Friday. EU leaders said negotiations would resume early next year, reassuring Kiev that support would continue. So if, I, if I'm hearing it right, the, the Hungarian president, Orban, does not want to give Ukraine any more money. Mm, correct. The story, of course, had to throw in the fact, oh, he's, he's close with Russia. No, he, he's close with Hungary. And there are a bunch of Hungarians in, or ethnically Hungarian in Ukraine that are being treated like garbage by the Ukrainians. And that's something that I guess the story didn't think was necessary. But it's very telling to me when one of the leaders in the EU, the European Union, the boss at Hungary, of Hungary, doesn't want to give them any more money. I mean, I, I am hearing it right, right? He doesn't want to give them more money. Yes, he, he vetoed that. So he doesn't want to give them more money, doesn't want them in NATO. Guess what? I don't want them in NATO either. Because NATO was never supposed to be an option for Ukraine. That was a chief stipulation by Russia back in the day that NATO doesn't take Ukraine. Now, of course, Russia wants Ukraine to be more leaning towards them. NATO and we want 
Ukraine to lean more towards us. It's almost like the quintessential fight between East and West. And I get that. And I certainly want Ukraine to be more West. But there were promises made back in the, in the 90s by us and by Russia about Ukraine. And one of those things was we wouldn't go one more inch. NATO wouldn't go one more inch to the East. And it did. Now, I'm not saying we're bad and we're wrong. That had to be good reason for that. But if you make those sorts of promises and then you don't uphold the promises, there's going to be somebody pretty upset on one side or the other. And now that Orban says, I don't want to give them more money, and we certainly shouldn't be talking to them about being in, in NATO, I think he's got a point. I mean, here we are in the middle of a conflict with Russia rolling into Ukraine. I don't think they should have. I'm not for Putin. I hope Putin loses. He's not going to, but I hope he loses. And now, while that's going on, you want to now say, oh, all of a sudden, snap your fingers, Ukraine's in NATO? The result of that, if we somehow were able to make Ukraine a NATO nation tomorrow, that would mean Russia was literally fighting NATO, and NATO was really us. Let's be honest. That would mean suddenly World War III happens. If, if NATO takes Ukraine while it's in a war with Russia, that would mean now all of the NATO nations have to fight Russia. Now, Ukraine wants that. Don't get me wrong. Russia doesn't, and I don't think we should want that. Yeah, we've had people like Kamala Harris say things about talking about getting Ukraine into NATO, which should not happen. Maybe after the conflict you talk about it, but you don't do it while it's going on, because now you're forcing by NATO charter, you're forcing the United States and every other NATO country to go to war against Russia. You are literally lighting the match for World War III. So, I mean, I'm confused by this. I think that Orban is right here. Now, do I know enough about Orban to, to know whether he's a good or bad guy? No. I did see about the hour-long interview that Tucker Carlson did with him. I like how much he loves his country. I think that's important. I wish that we had more people here in America that loved our country as much as he loves his. And I think that what he's saying keeps us out of World War III. But the money component's really important. If you cut off the money from the EU, why shouldn't we stop the money? Those people are right next door to Ukraine, and they want to stop the money. Why would we keep sending money from here and and weaponry from here? It doesn't make sense. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I want your thoughts on stopping EU money from going into Ukraine. Should we be continuing to talk about sending our money into Ukraine? And the conversation about Ukraine being in NATO, now is not the time, in my opinion, but I want to hear from you. 888-941-7247. Go to JoePags.com, scroll down, click on contact, and send me an email. Let me tell you about uh, the Eden Pure heater that they've got out now. It's called the Gen 40 heater. Eden Pure, you, you know that I trust this company. We've got plenty of their air purifiers in the house, the thunderstorm. The Gen 40 heater is already helping thousands of people save a bunch of money. At Eden Pure, an advanced heating engineering team has combined an infrared heater and a convective heating system into one space heater. These two technologies work together to heat a home better than your current furnace, boiler, baseboard heat, and other space heaters by using two forms of heat technology to heat a room. The Gen 40 heater makes you feel warmer and reduces your heating bills. Never be cold again. Save money month after month with Eden Pure, and right now, you can get a bunch of money off. In fact, you're already getting a great deal because it's on sale. Get an additional $50 off the Gen 40 sale price when you use my code. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com, enter discount code PAGS50, P-A-G-S, 
Then the number five zero, all one word. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS50 to save an additional $50 off the sale price. Get it done right now. We're back after this. Stay here. Joe Pags. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Glad to have you. Thanks. We've got Victor Avila at the bottom of the hour. He's just back from the border. He was in Del Rio recently. Former federal agent, he knows a lot about what's going on down there on the border. And he he talks about exactly where these people are coming from. And they're coming from places that we don't want them to come from, like Yemen, where we don't have a, a partnership. We can't vet the people that are coming from Yemen. We've got people coming from all over the globe. And many of them, by the way, did already have asylum in Mexico. They had asylum in other countries. Yet they're still coming here for some reason. And we're just letting them in. Keep in mind, once you have asylum by international law, that's it. You're set. There is no no sudden right to illegally come into the United States. There just isn't. Got to be very careful of that. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. That's at the bottom. So in about 10, 11 minutes from now. Meantime, we're talking about the fact that the boss, the, the president of Hungary, Viktor Orban, does not want to give more money to Ukraine and doesn't want Ukraine in NATO. There should not even be a discussion about Ukraine in NATO while Russia is in that country fighting. Now, if the EU wants to go in there and push Russia out, they can do that. If they want to send a bunch of money, they can do that. I don't know why we're the big brother. I don't know why we're on the hook because Russia did this. Nobody at the administration level has ever told me, maybe they told you, you know better than I do, but they never told me why it is that we are somehow on the hook to be the police officer of the world. Don't you want to stop bad people? Yes, I do, but I think that that region should handle it first. And I think that they would be able to, if they put the resources together, push Russia out of there. I still don't think we're getting the real story as to why Russia did it. And I'm not here to say they've got any good reason to do it. But I don't know, I don't know what's going on there. It has to, has, something has to do with, with corruption in Ukraine. Something has to do with the Biden administration. In my opinion, my thought process always goes back to that. It's just awfully convenient that Joe Biden, as vice president, was put in charge of Ukraine. He's got no tie to Ukraine whatsoever, so why is he in charge of it? And by the way, he might have screwed up big time. You know, the other day when Hunter Biden walked out and, and didn't go inside and he didn't go under, under oath, Karine Jean-Pierre said in her news conference, Karen, sure you remember this, she said, certainly the president knew what he was going to say. Mm-hmm. That could be an issue. Because Joe Biden now suddenly looks like somebody who might have colluded with his son to obstruct justice, or to contempt Congress if he knew what his son was going to say. That was not a smart answer by her. Now, I don't know if she came out and apologized or she's going to comment to it, but that was not a smart answer. And when she said it, remember me saying, "What? I'm sorry, he knew what he was going to say? Yes, I do remember that. Very interesting. 888-941-PAGS. Should Ukraine be in NATO? 
Should the EU continue to send money? Should we continue to send money and continue to um, to also talk about them possibly being in NATO? I mean, the, these are things people want answers to. Let me go to the phone lines and say hello and welcome to Ron, who is in uh, Florida. Ron, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe, I love your show. Thank you. Uh, Rand Paul made a statement early on, very early on. I've not heard it repeated. Like he said, if if Mexico decided to take up with China, we might say, "Well, I don't think so. We're going to go. We're going to go to war." Yes. In other words, it seems to me that 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 that's as you just said is is the truth of this matter. The United States is provoking Russia. In other words, Ukraine should not be uh, in NATO. It's too close to Russia. Well, no, I mean it was a promise that they never would be in NATO. I mean that should not even be considered. But if it does have to be considered because Putin can't control himself, you wait till this is concluded. Tell me what the path to victory is. Tell me what the conclusion looks like, which nobody can. Tell me what what the EU and what European nations that surround Ukraine and Russia are doing about it before you ask me for a dime. And you certainly don't talk about putting them in NATO while Russia has tanks in there. Because then you are, in fact, declaring war on Russia as the NATO alliance. And now it is World War III. Right now it's not, but it would be then. Let me go to Michael, who is in uh, Wichita. Michael, what's going on? Well, how are you doing, Joe? Uh, yeah, you've got it right, 100%. If we bring uh, Ukraine into NATO, then, yeah, it's World War Three. sure and simple. And, yeah, we need to take the Ukraine off the, the UST. You know, we need to stop the money. You know, if they are going, if the, uh, if Europe's not going to give them any money, I don't see why we should give them any money because um, Zelensky hasn't showed any progress for the money that we've already given him. Nothing. They're losing. Well, yeah. So, you know, it's like, why should we give him any more? Because if he's going to continue to lose with what we've given him, then anything more is not going to improve that. Michael, I hear you and I appreciate that. See, here's the thing. I still don't know why we're on the hook. Like, what is our interest there? And again, this is not me saying Ukraine should be overrun by Russia. I want countries closer, countries in Europe, maybe even Asia, to get in there and, and give them the money or the munitions they need. I don't know why we're on the hook. I don't know what our interest is. Well, there's the interest in democracy and freedom. We've made this clear. Nobody can argue this point. Ukraine is not free. It is not a constitutional republic. It is not a representative republic. It is not a democracy. Yes, he was voted in. And then he's decided that there will be no election coming up. Oh, you know, I don't know if you guys are hearing this, but he canceled the election. And then he said, we've got to shut down these media outlets because I don't agree with them. And then he said, you can't go to the Russian Orthodox Catholic Church. So you can't worship as you see fit. I don't, what am I missing? What is the free, this is not little America. I'll never forget when Obama was in office and he tried to make us feel a certain way about a part of Afghanistan. I think it might've been a part of Iraq. I forget which country. And he said, you know, it's about, uh, you know, Uh, about the size of Charlotte. I'm like, why are you saying Charlotte? There is nothing in Afghanistan or Iraq that looks anywhere near like Charlotte, North Carolina. But he's saying that because he wants us to Americanize it. He wants us to go, you know, that's just like Charlotte. We should should go protect them. 
Michael, less than a minute, but it's yours. Go. Oh, hello. This is uh, Joe. Uh, thank you so much for your show. I really appreciate you it. You bet. Um, I'm, I'm calling from Alaska here. Uh, I got to say, you know, I, I was a barber in Washington for like, uh, you know, seven years. I ended up leaving my shop uh, due to being attacked, uh, you know, in my small community when things went bad for the riots and, and the politics. Got very little time, my brother. Uh, you got to get to the point made, for me. What I've what I've what I've made up over this last uh, several years is it seems that things have gotten to the point in this country where, you know, you know, with what's going on in Ukraine and Russia trying to uncover whatever they are or stop whatever they believe is going on, uh, it, it's it's getting to the point where I think that the U.S. military needs to step in and do military trials on on the the politicians we have in this country. Michael, I appreciate the phone call. I had a minute. I gave you the whole minute, and you were going to talk about Ukraine and Russia, but it's about military tribunals for for politicians who sent us over there. When I have uh, when I have General Flynn back on, I'm going to ask him, what is our interest there? Michael, I wish I had more time for you, because I think you're going to make a very good point, but I'm frankly out of time. Keep it here for Victor Avila. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show.